I went to a marvelous party. Christopher, this is only going to work if we speak one at a time. Fine, you first, Eric. From the Sunset Strip in beautiful West Hollywood, California, it's The Dinner Party Show, the Internet's first live comedy variety show, with your hosts, New York Times best-selling authors, Christopher Rice. Actually, there's a new study that confirms every other child you see on the street is a ghost. <laughs> and Eric Shaw Quinn. I don't want to talk too much, but... Okay, we're no, going to no, no. take up a collection for the stained glass window. Now we want the dirt. Featuring reports from their largely unqualified staff of special correspondents. Sex is like Christmas. It's the not knowing what you're going to get that makes it exciting. New York is a giant trash island infested by has-been theater queens. If we're really serious about cutting federal spending, the biggest waste of public funds I can think of is Congress. Two snaps for Jesus! The Dinner Party Show. Everyone gets served. Tonight's live cast is streaming to you live and for free through the dinnerpartyshow.com and our free mobile app. And now, direct from the kitchen by way of the Get out of my office. It's your hosts, Christopher and Eric. Good evening, I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And here on The Dinner Party Show, we like to begin each live cast with a report on what we will not be reporting on tonight's live cast. We call it The Not Report. Indeed. What better way to begin the Internet's only live comedy variety show than with a rundown of the entertainment and political headlines we consider too ridiculous for even us to waste our time on. Mm-hmm. But considering tonight's show is going to feature a very special announcement from Anne Rice, who just happens to be my... My mother, mm-hmm. we decided to put together a very special not report. So tonight we start the show with a report on what Anne Rice will not be announcing on tonight's show. And hopefully this will dispel many of the rumors that cropped up on the internet after we announced that her big reveal would happen here on the dinner party show. And here we go. Anne is not here tonight to announce that she is taking vows to become a nun and member of the Holy Order of the Immaculate and Sacred Review of Books. However, she does remain committed to her ministry of the page and her many followers. She will be happy to entertain any canonization overtures that might come her way. I'm sure she will. Tonight, Anne Rice is not here to announce the formation of an all-hand puppet dramatization of her erotic Sleeping Beauty trilogy. No such production is imminent, and no such production will be performed out of the side of a painted van in shopping mall parking lots across America Thank God. Yeah, who knows where those hands have been. Or the van. Mm -hmm, Indeed. And has also not come to announce her run for the presidency in 2016. She hasn't ruled it out because the idea of telling people what to do still seems appealing, but no definite announcement at this time. For those advocates of her presidential candidacy, the good news is she has formed an exploratory committee... 
But the bad news is, it's just Christopher and me, and while we've done plenty of exploring, none of it had much to do with her running for president. No, it really didn't. And uh, tonight, Anne Rice is not here to announce that her next novel will feature a romantic and gothic treatment of the Loch Ness Monster. While she has nothing against Nessie, she just can't see how a long-necked dinosaur-type creature could take up a classical instrument or have extended discussions about spirituality and art, all of Mm -hmm. which are requirements for being the central character in an Anne Rice novel. True. Also tonight, Anne will not be announcing her launch into the world of reality television with the premiere of her new unscripted series about the cross-dressing housewives of Transylvania, Queens of the Demand. So keep that under your wig for now. She also won't be recanting anything she's ever said on Facebook, and she won't be announcing that I am the real author of almost every novel she's published since 1995, because that's not actually true. Mm -hmm. But what she will be announcing will be up next, right after a word from one of our very special sponsors here on The Dinner Party Show. Can't wait. Each year, dozens more reality shows come on the air, and each year the premises get thinner and thinner. In just a few short years, we've gone from surviving in the jungle and identifying the truly talented to pest control and duck call manufacturers. This season, it's dental work with the stars. Each week, a group of celebrity has-been contestants will each have a dental procedure. You'll endure endless discussions of the process. If we're gonna beat Hasselhoff, this tooth has to come out. Then, our intrusive cameras will take you into the operating theater to go where almost no one willingly wants to go anyway. No, no, please, God! (laughs) Then it's up to you, America. Each week, you'll vote for the dental work that you think best exemplifies the incisors and bicuspids of the rich and famous. Sorry, Miss Anderson. America has spoken and you're going home. As we count down to the finalist and the winner of the Ryan Lochte-designed Golden Grill. Kate Hudson, your full dentures. Took you over the top! You are the new dental damsel. Congratulations. <laughs> Join us on ABC, the network that destroyed two perfectly good scripted series by moving them around until no one could find them or watch them anymore for our latest soulless and short-sighted ratings ploy, Dental Work with the Stars. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Enjoy the hors d'oeuvres, but don't fill up. There's plenty more to come. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And I'm sorry, who are you, (laughs) ma'am? My name's Ann Rice. I'm a writer. Oh, your publicist (laughs) called like a few hours ago and was like, will you take this client? She's in town. Thank you so much for squeezing me in. It's our pleasure. We haven't talked about anything on the show except this for about a month and a half now. Yeah, I'm delighted. We are pretty delighted too. Yes. So we're gonna we're gonna make people wait about two hours for the big announcement. No, right, we're right not. We're no, gonna do, I can't wait. We're RuPaul. Do. We took our our lead from RuPaul. We're gonna just wait and wait. We're gonna drag it out as long <laughs> as possible. <laughs> Okay, so are you are you gonna are you want to get right in? Are we gonna do a drum roll? Are we gonna? I am happy. To Is get everybody right ready? In. I, I am at last able to announce my up and coming new novel. Uh, the title is Prince Lestat, 
and it is a big vampire chronicle, and it's all about Lestat and all about the vampires and what they're doing right now, how they're coming to terms with everything that's happening to them, and um, how Lestat is sides that he step forward and become some sort of leader of the tribe. Mom, you're going to have to go. We played a big fanfare. You weren't looking at my hand signals. So we, we, you're going to have to say all of that over again. No, okay. you don't. You don't have to say any of it over again. Everybody was listening. Okay. No, but it's a true sequel to The Queen of the Dam. That's well, how you it described is. it to it, me. It's a sequel to the first four books. If right. you Actually, it's a sequel to, I would say, everything up through Memnock the Devil. It's a sequel to the first five Vampire yeah. Chronicles. Wow. After that, the Vampire Chronicles are, are kind of memoir books and backstory mm-hmm. and, and, and other experiments and so forth. But this is really the follow-up to all of that. Yes, it's the sequel to The Queen of the Damned. Wow. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm very relieved, finally, to be able to talk about it because I actually finished it last summer. I finished it, I think, in August. And uh, made some final revisions around Thanksgiving, but it's been in ever since. But the publisher really didn't want me to talk about it yet. And I've been having a terrible time not talking about <laughs> hey, it. Hey, you know? and me both. <laughs> you and all of us. Eric it's and I have quite both a secret to read keep. this novel. We've both read yes, the novel yes, and we have not said a word on I any episode of The Dinner Party I wouldn't show. even tell my parents. I, they called me about my birthday <laughs> and I wouldn't tell them uh, I wouldn't tell them what the announcement was. It's been a big secret. I was openly you. hostile with friends of mine who tried to get me to tell. Good friends of mine. I ruined friendships over this book, <laughs> Mom, and this embargo. I I'm just, so sorry. It's ruined I, my life. I'm so sorry. Sorry, I wanted to tell everybody the minute I finished it. You know, I'll in fact, bet. I did go on Facebook and say I've just finished my new novel. I just didn't say what it was about Which, and right. so forth. But I'm I'm very happy to announce it because oh, it sure took me um, a very long time this. to write this. I had to read all the Vampire Chronicles over again, and I had to kind of, you know, I I don't want to be irritating or. or um, how shall I put a pretentious talking about a character as though he's a living being? But I really had to wrestle the stat to the ground and beat him up and say, "Look, you got to talk to me. You know, I want to know what you've been doing, because I can't really write novels about that character unless he wants to come through. And it really is like he's a living, breathing being somewhere. And suddenly he did. He came through and he started to talk, and I was taking the dictation, and everything went splendidly well. And it was what, very exciting. What made him come back through? Was it the werewolves that uh, brought him back? Or what, what opened the door again? I'm not sure. everybody asking you to write another Lestat <laughs> well, Was it Eric never leaving you alone about writing about <laughs> Lestat again? I'm not sure it was everybody asking because, because I truly felt that I couldn't. And I was telling them sincerely, no, that will never happen. That's just not going to happen. And I meant it. I didn't think that it would. I'm not sure what, what really did it. It, let's just say I finally had a novel to write. I had a story to tell with him, and I had his voice again with me, and it it happened. I couldn't make that happen. I couldn't force that. I couldn't just pull that out of a hat like a rabbit. You know, right. it had to happen. And I do think going back and reading all the books, feeling I had a lot more to say, mm-hmm. a lot more, you know, getting really excited, what if, what if, what if, as I read, that made a, a big deal of difference and also feeling I knew him again. He was talking to me and I knew where he was. Well, all of them. I mean, it it does a wonderful, I'm one of the lucky people who's actually gotten to read it already and it does a great job of kind of recapping where everyone is across spanning times and eons. That was, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And, and uh, I did, there were a lot of false starts and I wrote a lot of material that never made it into the novel. 
The characters made it into the novel, and their stories made it in, but lots of stories, incidents, little vignettes, whatever about those characters never made it in. They may make oh. it into a second I was going to say, you'll just have to write 10 or 12 more books about well, these I'd people. Absolutely. I would actually be delighted to do that. I, I feel like this is, to read them. This, is the, this is novel one of a new incarnation of the Vampire Chronicles. Okay, so yeah. the Facebook page has literally gone insane. Shea Good. Butter says Good. it's anarchy <laughs> and chaos on the Facebook page. <laughs> We're going to ask everybody to use the hashtag PrinceLessDot, because that is the title of the new novel, Prince Lestat. Many of you use the hashtag Anne Rice Reveal all week long, and we thank you for that. But we want to get that name out there. So the, the industry gossip behind this is that last week this was announced to the Random House sales force. And yes. amazingly, they kept it a secret. We begged yes. them to, Way to keep go, it a guys. secret. Way to go, guys. We're very impressed. And yes. girls, too. They met at their Ladies sales conference uh, somewhere in New York, I think. I don't, I don't know. know where they were. Yeah. yeah. But they were all in one place, they which were. is what matters. Which means Vicky probably just locked the door and turned off their cell phone. Right, exactly. <laughs> let us out. And we were so nervous. We were like, will they keep it a secret? Because yes. they all love to hop right on Twitter when the new books are all announced. Yes, yes. And they were shown a short film showing a sequence of your book covers from over the years right, starting in because, 1975. Yes, because this, you know, I've been with Knopf for, since 1976. I've been with Vicki Wilson since 1974 when wow. she came into my life and became my editor and mentor and friend. And this is kind of a remarkable story in itself. I don't think there are very many, edit- very many editors and authors in New York today who've been together 40 years. It's like a business you know, partnership. It's it, like a long-standing partnership. It's a love affair. Yeah. It's a love affair. Aww. I mean, it, it really is. Um, I think Vicky was about 25 well, you when we pick better. Met. I love Vicky. Yeah, she's yeah. great. She's a oh, character. Yeah. And yeah. But the punchline to that story is that uh, after the book was announced, the entire sales force gave it a standing ovation. They did. Yeah. They did. And that was wonderful news. Vicky immediately emailed me and told yeah. me standing ovation. And um, hmm. I talked to Paul Bogarts, my really good friend at Knopf, who, who does publicity for authors and has for years. And he told me about the standing ovation. So we were very happy about that. Yeah. Um, you so know. Everyone's so excited yeah. about this book. Yeah, it's why we've been so excited I mean, they could to have be said, here when you make the, the big announcement. What the hell? Who is she? You know, or who is that? <laughs> like I <laughs> did when didn't... you came into the studio tonight. Yeah, uh, right, oh, exactly. And who? Anne of Green Gables? <laughs> I don't yeah. like Green Gables. No, everybody knows no, who you everybody are. knows. And everybody knows who he is. I, I, I think you've covered this a little bit already, but they're all back. I don't think it's too spoilery to say that in the book, that most of them well, are coming back in this book. Just about everybody, but there's some things I didn't do. I mean, I could not bring absolutely every single person back and I didn't um, there were just some things I chose to do rather than others and there's something else I wanted to say I didn't feel I could write this book until I had a second act kind of for the Talamasca and there is a lot about the Talamasca Very important in, part this, of the Chronicles, in this yeah. book a lot about who founded it where really it came interesting, from and the Talamasca for anybody who has never heard that before you know uh, is, this, is an organization of scholars that goes back uh, over a thousand years, and this organization has been studying the vampires, and they pop up not only in the Vampire Chronicles, but in my Mayfair witch books too. Right. They they study witches, vampires, ghosts, and so forth, and they're very big in this book. And there's a lot more to write about them and what they're doing in the next book. I rem- I realize Princeless Dot Two. <laughs> I know you. I knew you were going that way because we, which we've talked about on the show. I was writing a script for one of the earlier vampire books. And right. I posited an origin story for the Talamasca, and you went, Christopher, that's not where they came from. And I went, well, you have never said where they came from. And you said, 
I will. Stick Just around. be patient. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. no, exciting yeah. new, whole new areas of yeah. the mythology yeah. opening up in there. It, yeah. it I is had a, so much fun writing it. I oh. mean, I really And did. we had so much fun reading, reading it. It, it is absolutely. a sprawling, juicy, delicious, Game of Thrones style, Anne Rice style. <laughs> <laughs> you know, multiple well, points yeah. of view, multiple countries, great yeah. coming to, it's, it's like classic Anne Rice stuff. Well, thank you. You're being very generous, both I, of you. It's the truth. Yeah. It was. It is a spectacular yeah. sort of revisiting of all of these I won't say relaunch because it's really been out there selling the whole time. But yeah, it. But to but me, it's, it's like a new incarnation, an exciting new chapter, a new chapter. In the, in the story, and, and for yeah. Lestat personally, it's a new, it's a whole new existence My for him. Favorite. I mean, the title Prince Lestat has a lot of meaning in the book, mm-hmm. and I, I also should say right now that it will be published um, October twenty eighth. October 28th. I did confirm that today. In time Ms. for Wilson. the Vampire Lestat Ball Absolutely. in New Orleans. And, and I believe yes. we have Sue Kiros, who runs the ball, on the Facebook page tonight. And I told her that, that we were going to have a... I couldn't tell her what it was. I, about 3 o'clock today, I wanted to spill the beans and no. give her a hint, because I knew yeah. she would no. come apart. Well, but, Sue has been so patient. The, she's been holding sales. up the, the, the ball. I mean, she's been holding up the publicity on the ball for me, waiting for this. I asked her to wait, and uh-huh. I hope she will name it the Prince Lestat Ball. Yes. Or something to do with Lestat right. Returns. Yeah. Incarnation ball or something. And and I will be at that ball in New Orleans. It will be on Halloween night itself. And I hope both of you will be with me, Eric and Christopher. Eric will be dressed as Eric, and I will be dressed (laughs) as something shirtless and inappropriate. No, I actually have my costume already picked out. So we have a lot of people on the page. We're going to get to their questions as the show goes on this evening. They want to know which vampires will be reappearing by name. And we should say that the advanced sales start on the 16th, next Sunday, right? The links will actually yes. we'll, yeah, we'll, next we'll Sunday, promote those here, but also with your well, page. Well, they'll go and, up on Amazon. The, the cover art will go up. Yes. And the description of the book, and people will be able to order it if they want on Amazon and probably Barnes & Noble and, and other I'm sites sure. as all well. Those, yeah, they they were going up. to do it tonight, but they didn't want to make a mistake. And they didn't want to spoil before. our surprise. Yeah, they, they were very nice. Your publisher has been so nice to the dinner they party have. show. And you know, everyone can rest assured, Mom, if we hadn't liked the book, we wouldn't have had you on to talk about it tonight. <laughs> so you go. Okay, you always know, know you get the truth from Oh, yeah. Them. Oh, yeah. We live with those realities. <laughs> you know. Like like a call would have come from L.A. saying, well, Mom, it's nice that you did this, but I don't think we really should announce it too early. <laughs> you know? I, think, I think maybe, you, you know. know. And, then I uh, and there said, are not too many people really that, you know, whatever. I'm when we send say you everyone these, gets served, we mean it. I'm going to send you these books to read, Mom. They're called The Twilight Zone. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like maybe so they could give you like a new direction, like a sort of teenagers in the woods direction. You know, like. Yeah, no, we're actually yeah. delighted to actually read yeah. about some real vampires who actually well, do vampire stuff and don't I just sparkle you, and I don't moon. think there's a single character in this book who goes to high school. I don't <laughs> think, unless I I miss something, you know. Well, there's <clears throat> there actually, I think... Actually, there is somebody one. going there to college. There is one. There is someone <laughs> there going... Is one. No, but she's going... To Stanford, right? You know, so but she does yeah. go. She to gets high to she gets to yeah. Stanford pretty quickly. Yes, so yeah, does. we move on. Nothing less than the Ivy League for Anne Rice's vampire. <laughs> we don't dwell on Stanford yeah. on high it. school, but, but it does happen a little bit. Well, guys, it's so uh, thank you for inviting me oh, to do this God. because this is so much fun rather than just sitting at home and you know. Tweeting Talking it. about it, right. right. That yes. I get to come here and sort of celebrate the whole thing. Well, we're going to take a short break and allow Shea Butters, our manservant. And we want to remind people, if you're listening to the show live through one of our apps or on your computer, you can interact with us via our Facebook page for The Dinner Party Show. Just look for The Dinner Party Show on Facebook. Shea Butters, our moderator, is refining your questions and comments and shooting to them to us here in the studio. And we're going to take a short break to hear from one of 
Mom's favorite special correspondent, Jordan Ampersand, with a very special message. Do I have to... And now, in keeping with the Dinner Party Show's commitment to community enrichment, it's time for another in our ongoing series of public service announcements featuring the people who make the Dinner Party Show what it is. Best served warm. Hi, everyone. I'm Jordan Ampersand, and this is Best Served Warm. Are you not hot? It's okay. Other people are not hot, too. And there are lots of things not hot people can do to make themselves feel better about themselves, like getting a job as a lawyer who's not on television or living on the East Coast. But just remember, don't be mean to hot people just because you're not one of them. And if you're out on a date with someone who's hot, don't make fun of them just because they got confused about how evolution really works. That's not cool. And it doesn't make you hot, too. It just makes you bitter and old. So remember, there are lots of things not hot people can do to contribute to the world. And being a smartass isn't one of them. I'm Jordan Ambersand, and this was Best Served Warm. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where the soup is hot, but the heads are hotter. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And my mother, Anne Rice, our guest this evening, has just announced that her next book will, in fact, be about the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> our not report be damned. A sensitive, soulful Loch Nessie. Right. Uh, no, the, the new book is called Prince Lestat. So guess who's in it? Lestat is actually not in it. She also no. announced that earlier. No, no but it's it. definitely Lestat. in it. All yeah. about Lestat. October yes, 28th, is. you will also be returning to the Vampire Lestat Ball in New Orleans. I will. We yeah. have a question from Sue Kiros. She wants to know if she can call it the Lestat Coronation Ball. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's brilliant. brilliant. And that that's she will brilliant. have his coronation. That is brilliant. That is absolutely wonderful. Sue, that is great. That right? is just great. But will there really be a coronation ceremony? And can Christopher put on a blonde whoa, wig? And... Whoa, 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 lady. Whoa. I, I'm committed velvet... to the brand, but let's not go crazy. This hair hasn't been blonde for years. I, uh, yeah. yeah, but we'll get you a beautiful wig. I'm almost 40. I'm turning 36 this week. I can't, I, well, I'm too old to play Lestat. He's really. 250 years old. Don't <laughs> yes, worry about he, it. He hasn't aged a day since well, he anyway, was turned into look, a vampire. Okay, so which is it, Whatever. Christopher? <laughs> <laughs> whatever Sue Q wants, whatever Sue Q wants, we'll we'll, we'll do, do it. it. We'll yeah. do a coronation at the ball. Yeah. Absolutely, coronation sounds great. We will yeah. have this his. Coronation. But I think if you are called, you have to serve. Christopher, <laughs> uh, you know you have to serve now. Now, let, let story me, of my life, the vampire draft. Household. Let me tell you a story about how things could be worse. Okay, Fra- I'm ready. Frances Hogston Burnett wrote Little Lord Fauntleroy, and her poor little son got photographed as Little Lord Fauntleroy, and he never lived it down. I know, right? And he looked like me. He was a little. He had blonde. Well, I used to have blonde hair, but he did. He had a blonde page boy cut, yeah. and I remember his illustrated face was, was on he the cover. Seven of the and a half feet tall. No, I, am I seven and a half feet tall? <laughs> I'll take it. I'll just take it. No, I, I just happened to read that the other night. But you know, I'm, I'm just so happy toes. that we can talk about the book at last. Finally. I, I am. Right? And um, I should say, you know, the only books I didn't hook into with this were the hybrid books, uh, Merrick, Blackwood Farm, and Blood Canticle. And I didn't try to hook into those books and some of those Mayfair characters because I have never been sure that those books really worked for me. You know, they were very successful 
for a lot and of people. And great fun. And they were very... Um, very much um, not successful for some other people. But myself, I wasn't that comfortable with mixing the Mayfair Witches and the Vampire, so I didn't try to hook in to some of the characters in those books. But other than that, I hope this gives a really comprehensive picture of where all the main characters of the Chronicles have been and what they've been doing and what's happened to them and how they come together at this moment in time. But, I mean, that's really the question we're getting over and over again on the page is which vampires are coming back. And the answer that I have from having read the book is all of them, pretty much. Yes, except I would say whoever was in those hybrid books specifically. I just didn't want to go there. And that was a creative choice and an aesthetic choice and and an emotional choice. Dan Doremus, I hope I pronounced your last name correctly, would like to know if Lestat will have a podcast. A podcast. A podcast. There is a vampire radio show there is. in the book. There yeah. is a I radio show. I wonder where she got that idea. No well, telling. Uh, that Anne Rice. I, I swear know. To God. Isn't isn't that wild? No, uh, that's a very interesting question. I, I I would say yeah, he is going to have podcasts. I mean, that's part of the book. Media, radio, communications is part of the book. It is yeah. very but updated. Let, we don't want to tell. Too yeah, much. no, no. But I I don't think that's telling too much. But I enjoyed that part in the the early yeah. part of the book the most, updating how vampires are. De- well, we have another question. Courtney Bentley would like to know how Lestat going to handle a smartphone and that is dealt with oh, in this book as well. Oh, cl- he's as clueless as I am when <laughs> no, it comes to tech and he explains that he his preternatural intelligence works beautifully to learn everything about an iPhone and then he forgets it within days. He can't, or nights, and he can't remember how to phone anybody. And... But his hair grows back beautifully. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I finally have come to terms with that. The vampire intelligence is an enhancement of human intelligence and if you don't have an aptitude for science, you're not going to get it well, as a vampire. Sort of like, even as a human being, after a certain point in time, there's some technology that's just never going to be available to you, right? I guess, People a few yeah. years older than me couldn't ever get the flashing 12 to go away from their v- VHS. And yeah. people my age can't quite do the things. My nephew is like, yes, does amazing stuff with computers that I'm yes. like, yes. really? You're 12? How is that I even know. possible? Everybody should have a 12 year old to yeah. help them with everything. It's like a everything. generational yeah. thing, but because vampires yeah. span so many generations, I really, yeah. it was a really interesting choice in the book to, because it is very much, it happens like today mm-hmm. and the whole book is set and, and you, you very much address yourself yeah. to the current, what where we are communication yeah. wise in terms of right. all sorts of current electronics and media and everything yes. else and how that would impact people yes. who are so yes. broad based, if you will. Exactly. And, Multi-platform. and there, is, there is introduced right at the very beginning, there is a vampire radio station, internet radio station broadcasting out of New York and it's run by Benji Mahmood and Benji is one of the characters from uh, the Vampire Armand. Benji and Sabelle, these two young vampires, were right? They've reached in that back book. to all of the and books. Benji and is the one running the radio station, yeah. and he is 12 years old when he's made a vampire, <laughs> and he's so he's and he's a bad one, and and he's a very flexible uh, international type of little 12 year old when he becomes a vampire. So naturally, he's the one to think of. He's the, the one to figure the out technological the technological leap forward. Speaking but, of technology, we do want to say for our listeners, we have such a high volume of listeners that some people are experiencing trouble with our media player. We do have free mobile apps that you can download through the website and we will be replaying this broadcast all week long continuously and there will be a free podcast up tomorrow. So if we're flickering for you tonight, 
we will be up and rolling in just another hour for everyone. And it is often helpful, we're told, to like close the website and reopen yeah. it. And you sometimes that will get your uh, your connection back up and running if you're having right. – sorry to hear people are having that. Just a few people are having trouble. Todd Barslow in the, over in the Philippines has joined us. I don't know what time it is for him currently, but he's a loyal listener to the show. And just a little if they have that I don't think daylight saving. I don't time. know, but I don't think we've ever had this number of people listen to one of our live broadcasts. So I think that is a record, and I'm very, okay. very happy. Very excited. Yeah, very, very happy. I'm very happy and we people can, care. We can continue <laughs> with the pose that, that you had to beg us to let you on here to make the announcement. But we sort of said, if you don't make the announcement exclusive on the Dinner Party Show, there will be consequences. <laughs> we'll talk no, about I, you. I, there I, will be God. two empty chairs at the table at Christmas time. <laughs> You, did, you just put a little subtle pressure, little. you know, like the yeah. dissolution of the family as we know it. <laughs> All yeah, that remains. I, no, I will it, scatter the coven. It's it, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to announce it on the show. You give me you give me an opportunity to actually talk about it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Right, absolutely. I want to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. It is great as an author to be able to talk about because yeah. it's all in your head until yeah. you talk with somebody else who's absolutely. read the book. It's kind absolutely. of freeing to yes. be able to. And God, these characters were so real for me. I can literally talk about them like family I saw or yeah. people I spent time with while we were, you know, yeah. in another room. Well, you know, there's no other character I've ever written about who's as real to me as Lestat. He really is out there, apart from me. I mean, I will, I will see him. I know I'm imagining it when I see him. I'm not. I don't go. My God, there he is. Oh my God, it's him. I'm, I'm projecting the image, but really, I, I walk into a hotel lobby and I think, boy, Lestat would love well, this place. A, yeah, he's, this, he's gonna, sees, he's right? gonna Even stay the other here. Authors, I, it wasn't yeah. that Lestat in the, the that Entertainment Weekly thing that Lestat was the vampire that they all picked as we, the yeah. number one vampire. Wasn't you, it? You're all t- the you can Stephanie be too Myers modest and, to say this, but everyone else will say it for you. You forever changed the vampire genre. You took us into their heads and you took us into their souls. And nobody had done that up until you. It had all been uh, horror. It had, and I don't mm-hmm. mean that, I don't say horror disparagingly. My last novel was a horror novel. Mm-hmm. But it was a different mm-hmm. exploration. The vampire was a pure source of evil and malevolence. Mm-hmm. Even in good books like Salem's Lot, that was the role of the vampire. And you mm-hmm. turned them into the outsider and the outcast. And as with as we were saying to Armistead Mopin, when he was on the show a few years ago, you told a story in which characters found ways to love and care for each other outside of very traditional conservative mm-hmm. Christian frameworks. Definitely. You know, they found yeah. other ways to support and love yeah. one another. And I think mm-hmm. that that's what I saw at the at the ball in New Orleans this past year was this great sense of um, community among people who don't feel like they've always belonged. Exactly. Yeah. And and I absolutely loved being back at the Vampire Ball last October. I mean, it was a great thrill. Sue, Sue Kiros has kept us going all these years. She and a number of other people in New Orleans. And it's it was wonderful to go back there and see all those people um, gathered together wearing their incredible costumes. Costumes made with love. Not just just right, care, yeah, you know costumes, costumes made with love, and I, I just I, I just was was so glad to see it, and so glad to see that kind of honoring of the imagination and the and the bonds that unite us as people who celebrate the imagination and, and the worlds we can create and and sustain in our imagination, the paracosm. That is the Vampire Chronicles. You know what the word paracosm of you heard? No, I don't know that, that word. That's new. I just discovered that word um, recently. And paracosm is a triple word score for. It's a name for the dream world some children make when they're very young. And I was one of the children who created a paracosm that has lasted my whole life of dream world characters. And there is such a world in my head, and I'm in it every day, and it's not in any of my novels. Paracosm is the name for that. But the Vampire Chronicles are also a paracosm. They're right. a whole imagination. 
imaginary like world. Like a shared that, one, yeah. Yeah, that began to spin out of me with the first book and then on and on and on and on and on. And I can sink into that world and live in that world. And when I stepped into the ball again in New Orleans, I saw people who shared the paracosm. I mean, that's how I felt. You were all in it together. Yeah, yeah. and have their own paracosms. And, you know, I've, I've recognized um Sure. This was just uh, the point of intersection. Like yeah. A, like yeah. a Venn diagram where all the different paracosms overlap at this one point. Exactly. You know, people have asked me in interviews over the years, well, what is it about Goss? What do they want? Well, who are they? What? And I never can really explain it, but I certainly saw it at the ball. We, we share some kind of love of being able to define ourselves in terms of beauty and goodness and, and not necessarily subscribing to anybody else's definition of what that is. It's a kind of a, a reaching for... Um, um, uh, how shall I put it? Uh, a, a reaching for the privilege of of, of being ourselves, mm-hmm. of, of being romantic in the way we want to be romantic, of right. demanding a kind of beauty for ourselves, no matter really what we look like or where we come from or how many people have told us that we're no good and we're going to go to hell. And not letting anybody yeah. tell us what that beauty yeah. is. Right. Yes, right. absolutely. Exactly. It's my definition, and I don't yeah. need yours. Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, and Mo- Mocha Pennington would like to know how many pages the book is going to be. Well, in manuscript, it was about 630 but I can tell you that probably will print out to a book of maybe 450 uh, pages. I mean, it, it, this is not as big as some of the other books. This is more, I would but say, a strong size of book, but it's not a giant book. It's, a, it's bigger than Interview with the Vampire. I'll it's say, longer, yeah. and, and it's also a book with a lot of characters and a lot of stories, so it probably is going to feel bigger than it actually yes. is in terms of pages. It's a lot like the Queen of the Damned in yes. that regard. It, it's all these people, where have they been, where are they coming from, and they're all converging on one issue. Basically. Yes, and yes. it is no finale. I can say that having read it. It is a launch. It is a launch. Well, it is I, yes, and it's definitely. Like things are already planned by the ending of it. Oh, it's, I've already signed the contract with Knopf for the second. Oh, great! Novel second. after this vampire novel, and I'm I've already got I've got all this material that I just couldn't get into this one, you yeah. know. And it just continues the story of my poor, my poor brat prince who's. <laughs> You know, and, and, and his adventures in the in the modern world. But it, yes, it's a lot of fun. He's had such a hard time. It is a lot yes. of fun. A lot of fun. It really is. Yeah. It is really. It was one of those books yeah. where I really. It took me forever to read it because I think I didn't want it to be. Oh, over Eric! With. It takes you forever to read. I'm every a really book. <laughs> <reader>. <laughs> Eric is a really I, slow I reader. Have waited I and waited on every single manuscript I've ever slipped. I, I know. I'm such a so pokey reader. I told her. I told her. I said I was on my latest novel. The Vines, which I just turned into my agent, I said, well, I'm waiting for Eric's feedback. And Mom goes, well, you'll be waiting a really long time because he's got a lot of TV he's got to cover. No, it's yeah, not that. Yeah, I, uh, when yeah. I'm reading Friends books, I always want to I give know. it my full attention. And I'm just a really slow reader. I don't know if I am dyslexic, but there's something. No, I, like I'm I, a slow reader. I'm, not, I'm yeah. a pokey, lip-moving, read-aloud yes. almost kind of reader. I and so it takes yeah. a very long time. And so for those two things, yes. that desire to give it my complete attention in a yeah. Yes. Very fractured life, and then I'm just a pokey reader. Yeah, it takes me forever. Well, but anyway, you I never want it. those Good. worlds to end. They were yes. so. I was so delighted to be there with those Good. characters and see those relationships and see some of them sparking back up. I won't say which yeah. ones, but right. I was very excited. Rick Jackson would like to know if you based the Talamasca on a real organization. Uh, actually, I didn't, but I was inspired uh, to create it by a couple of things I had read about. 
Uh, actually, the book Holy Blood, Holy Grail, I think that's the name of it. Which oh. became the basis slash lawsuit around the Da Vinci Code, <laughs> right? Yes. I happened to read that book when it first came out, and they they maintained that there was this priority of Zion, this, this secret organization that existed for centuries. And I thought, what a neat thing. So I was kind of inspired by that. And I was also inspired by H. Ryder Haggard's famous novel, She. There was a guy in there who knew his lineage all the way back to ancient times and uh-huh. had kept all these secrets. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if there was an organization like that that had been studying the vampires and and the witches all these centuries and and it had endured the Dark Ages, you know, whatever, um, and come down to us intact. And that was kind of how the Talamasca was born. And then after that, it was characters. Mm -hmm. David Talbot, uh, Aaron Leitner, uh, different characters who were Talamasca members and who had given their whole lives to this, this scholarship and were... You know, very noble, Excellent. very people. Yeah, well, we're going to take a short component. break here, but we're going to, I don't know if a lot of people know this, or I, I know your fans do, that many years ago Sting wrote a song called Moon Over Bourbon Street, which yeah. was inspired by the Vampire Chronicles, and we're going to play a short clip from it here, and then we'll be back with Anne Rice and more talk about her exclusive announcement. The new novel is called Prince Lestat. It goes on sale October 28th, and yes, it does star the Brat Prince And himself. advanced sales start next Sunday. Next Sunday, uh, March 16th. The pre-order links go up on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and lots of other book sales websites. And uh, we'll be back after this short break. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And we are flipping through papers, and Anne Rice is eating caviar. Mm, She's stuffed her mouth full of crackers and sturgeon (laughs) eggs. I am. Caviar is wonderful. That's that's the only thing in her writer when she comes to visit us. She likes caviar, and so I always like putting it in. It's like ground-up little vampires. It's all black. Oh, God. Sparkly. (laughs) Sparkly. Small vampires. ground-up little twilight vampires. (laughs) That's why it sparkles. (laughs) So I'm happy to announce that some of our listeners who had problems with the media player earlier are hearing us fine. Todd Barcelo says there is no time change in the Philippines and the time there is currently 8.30 a.m. and he is listening to our broadcast so live. So he's in, having breakfast with us. Yeah. And also we want a, a special uh, shout out and comforting hand to our listener and loyal party person Greg Wilkie who lost his wife Allison recently. Greg has joined us this evening and he would like you to know that he has loved you and your book since he was 17 years old. I love Greg. I'm, we I'm love Greg. You, Greg. I hope Thanks things for listening, are... Greg. Yeah, I'm glad you're with us. Take care. We yeah. love you so much. We have a community here, um, many of whom are your fans, but they um, call themselves the party people. Actually, you named them the party people. That was a nickname that stuck. And they take care of each other. It's they really do. wonderful. They do. And every now and then we have a show called You're the Guest, where they are the guest. And we, we say fun things about mm-hmm. them on the air. And when they let us talk. Questions. When they let us talk. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Well, you're going to have to bring them here live sometime. And there's a patio out there where you can put all these chairs and broadcast well, under, we the, actually, under the stars. We have a call-in line now where mm-hmm. people can actually call in and leave their comments, which we've encouraged them to do, and they're still all too chicken. We've had a few, but they pretend to be other people. They try to be their own characters, like we do here on the show. But the call-in line is 323-PEZ-TDPS, P-E-Z-T-D-P-S. Just figure that and out. And we're, next week, we're actually doing the dinner birthday party show, so we're looking for birthday greetings. You can just for us, call it's our birthday. and leave it's us a happy birthday. It's going to be about us for a change here on the dinner okay. party yeah because there's just not nearly enough about Christopher um, <laughs> or Eric or yes we're very shy and what retiring, happened to Eric in a crosswalk today? 
this yeah, this one this one it. time we're going to make it about us. So yeah, call in and just say happy birthday and your name and where you're from, and then we'll play it on the air. It'll be great fun. And so back to good. our most important party person, our current guest, my our mother, party person. Anne Rice, our premier party person, Very James Kevin Gray, would like to know what brought Lestat's voice back to your head. We talked about some of that at the start of the show, but he also wants to know what part of Lestat's personality is closest to yours. Oh boy. <clears throat> Um, I, Devil May Care comes to mind right away. Um, the Brad Prince personality. The, I'm I'm just going to do what I want to do, and nobody's going to make me do anything else. And if I don't want to talk to you, I'm not going to talk to you. And if I want to come in here and talk to you, I want every other novel you're writing out of this room. You mm-hmm. know, it it it's like um, that swaggering um, independence, that defiance. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. is it like a beat generation thing? Is he? No, uh, no, they were too cool. They were too cynical. Yeah, he's they, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he's, he's hot cynical. cool. He's hot cool. He's I not. He's you hot, did cool, tell cool, me cool. when you were first working to capture his voice in the Vampire Lestat. After you wrote him an interview yeah. with the Vampire, you read a lot of detective novels, I like did. James Kane and uh, Raymond did. Chandler. Yeah. Huh. I did. That was that was very helpful when I wrote the Vampire Lestat in 1984. Um, and I do think he talks like that. And I put that right into the Vampire Lestat that he himself likes to pretend he's Sam Spade. And he was reading the Black Magazine and, and Sam Spade stories uh-huh. back in whenever Dashiell Hammett first wrote them. And that is his style, kind of, to speak in slang when he wants to and then to speak in a very literary way when he wants to. So he's vampire noir. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah I like that. He's a poet with a swagger, you know, and... I don't know what made his voice suddenly come back, but but it, last summer it definitely came pouring through. There had been many false starts where he, it just wasn't right, you know. And I'd write forty pages and I think, ah, this is not it. This is not it. And yeah. I'd get very compulsive about tearing it all up. I I don't tear it up on the computer. I just save it, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I have all that stuff saved. But finally, suddenly, he just started speaking. And it was and 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 I was writing like. 13, 14 hours a day, just taking dictation, just writing section after section. And and this novel is not all in his voice. There are many sections that are in other voices. They're in the third person from the point of view of different characters who appear, other vampires and some mortal characters in, in the novel, and some Talamasca characters. But all of their voices started pouring through. And for some reason, it, it just worked. I, I think all you can do as a writer to prepare for that kind of thing, you can fill yourself up with a lot of stimulating reading. I was reading a lot of detective fiction again. I must have read five Jack Reacher novels last mm-hmm. year from Lee Child. I reread The Godfather. I reread all kinds of different novels that were all about narrative and storytelling to kind of loosen myself up, to, right. to stop compulsively closing down on my own imagination, to, to open myself to it. And that helped a lot. But how are you experiencing that, that compulsive closing down on your own imagination? Because I, I, <coughs> I have my own experience of that. But was it that you wouldn't want to focus on the plot or you would want to focus on another element of the story, like the atmospheres or the settings? What was going on for you that that got unblocked by that process. Um, the courage to just keep going. Right. Yeah, I think what happens with with me is I write four or five sentences and then say, "Oh no, 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 that's they can't begin like that," and throw it away. Then I write another four or five sentences. Then I write four or five pages and throw mm. that away. Finally, you just have to stick with it. You have to tell yourself, "Stop being a perfectionist. Stop editing and re-editing what you just did. Let it start rolling for you. You can go back later and reread the right. beginning. You know, right. stop just running to the lavatory and washing your hands trying to." get them clean trying to get everything perfect you know (laughs) just 
calm down and keep going. And I've had that problem all my writing life. Right. Um, you know, my office used to be littered with unfinished first pages of the book I was working on. As I would tear them out of the typewriter and throw it's, them on the floor. I, I know that feeling. It's like you almost feel like by the time you finally commit to a first page, you know the whole book. Like yeah, it's, it's exactly. Like the, the, the first line writes the whole book somehow in some sort of magical kind of way, and I, you just try and capture that first yeah. line. I've just been through that with yeah. the, the murder mystery that I'm working on, of trying to find exactly the starting point. Yes, exactly. And and that can destroy you if you don't if you can't make yourself relax and just go forward. You know, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I I read an essay a while back that somebody posted on my Facebook page about switching to writing by hand. If you can't do it on the typewriter, go huh. try a pen and see if you can make the flow come with the pen. I thought that was pretty good advice. But anyway, his voice started to come. I and started to write. I will about say it not and, to be you know. spoilery, but as a tease, that I believe that when you read this book, you will see how Lestat came back to Anne. I believe that's a bold statement. I believe that it's that's a bold statement. I believe that it's intrinsic in the way that the 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 book is written and the story that you actually tell in this particular book. I think is almost descriptive of Lestat's return to you. We have a listener on the page, Bobby Carma- Carmaker. I hope I, pr- I always say that. I always live in terror of pronouncing somebody's name wrong. He <laughs> would like us are. to know that the Twilight <laughs> books are what introduced him to you. Well, I, I actually yeah. love the Twilight books. I have mm. nothing against them at all. And when I made the joke about little sparkly vampires chopped up in the caviar, I didn't mean to be disrespectful. Uh, oh, I didn't hear I, the sparkly part, and I don't think they did either, but they did well, now. No, There's the full quote. No, no, <laughs> Nobody's going to be paying attention wait, to the new book. <laughs> let me clarify this. I think Stephanie Meyer did a great thing. I really do. And, yeah. and I mean, I'm in awe of what she did. And I don't see any reason to make fun of this particular person's vampires or somebody else's vampires. The, the concept of the vampire is a big, rich concept. It's right. wonderful that Stephanie took it and did something completely original with it. Same with Charlene Harris. I mm-hmm. love what Charlene Harris did with Suki Stackhouse and, and the True Blood thing. I, th- I think it's just great. Um, None of that stopped me from coming back. I think you know, what, was, I mean, what was our dream description? It's the overlap of the the peri. What was it? The, the per- paracosm. The paracosms. Yeah. It's an overlap sure. of vampire paracosms. It's their paracosms. They're all very yeah. much a part of the same sort of that interview with the vampire world, and I think they all have said that of you and I, of the yeah. world that you created. It it inspired their sort of branch Absolutely. of that world. Absolutely. I mean, we're we're all doing our own thing, and there's room for all of us. And I think Stephanie Meyer has turned on. Millions of kids to reading who maybe wouldn't have been into reading and the joy of reading. Yeah, for everybody uh, who says her. that reading is going yeah. out, and have a look the at the sales with JK for those. Rowling right? with the Harry Potter. She did the same thing. I mean, it's all good. Every time a writer makes it big like Stephanie Meyer, we all make it big. Absolutely. It's I, good for I, you everybody. know, there's no, there's no, I, I made a joke about sparkly vampires in the caviar and I'm don't mean oh. anything mean about it at all. <laughs> and they're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a music request, which we are going to accommodate. We want to have more time in the hour to talk to you, but we're going to play a short portion from a song by an artist named Mary Fall, who yes. many may know as the lead singer from a band called The October Project. Right. And this is Exiles, which was written for The Wolves of Midwinter, your last book. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. And, and the rumor has it that Mary will be at the Vampire Ball in New Orleans. Oh, so she will um, and I hope that she will sing Exiles Here's for hope. And, and she is one of the people to whom this novel is dedicated, Mary oh, Fall. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. All right, so here is Exiles by Mary Fall. We're going to play a short sample, and then we'll be back here on The Dinner Party Show with <coughs> Anne Rice. <laughs> Exiles. 
listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where dessert is the most important meal of the day. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And our guest tonight is my mother, Anne Rice, the mother of all vampires, <laughs> the queen of, uh, no, that's not going to a the good place. The queen of the demand. The queen of the demand, not the queen of the damned. <laughs> you can call me the queen of the damned. It's okay. Okay, so we have announced that your next book will be Prince Lestat. It will be the next chapter in the Vampire Chronicles. It will be, in your words, a true sequel to the queen of the damned, which right. picks up with the storylines there. Yeah. And so we are having the inevitable movie questions. Mm -hmm. When will we see another Lestat movie? We've talked about this on this show a whole bunch. Yes. I've written a script for Tale of the Body Thief yes, under your direction. you have, yes. And, and so people want to know about it. Well, we're in talks and we have high hopes. And we hope we yeah. were, there's nothing we can announce because we're still in talks. And we have very wonderful creative people who are very interested in doing this. And wonderful studios uh, interested, and we have wonderful agents working on it. I know this is all I can say Welcome at this to point. We, yeah, yeah, we and and I think the script you wrote is just dynamite. I Thank think you. you really got it, and um, we all know how particular you can be. So I'm yeah, very glad. and and I think Tale of the Body Thief is an outstanding choice Love for book. a film because you have an opportunity in Tale of the Body Thief to tell a great adventure story. I think. You know, with Lestat in in contemporary time, and also to flash back on his life and talk about how he became who he was, and put in chunks of the vampire right. Lestat, which has never been done in a movie, right? Absolutely. You know, in which people really want to see. Tale of the Body Thief's perfect vehicle for both those things to happen: the contemporary story of him switching bodies with somebody, right, and learning a lot. And and also flashing back over and over again on the pivotal moments and explaining his own yes. relationship to being a vampire. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, exactly. Because I love that about as that one book. of the producers we were working with at one point pointed out, it is the tale of a vampire who discovers he truly can't die. Yeah. So how does he deal with that? He has got nowhere to go. Exactly. Not even he, he tries to kill himself exactly. by flying into the sun, which I included in the script. Yes, and he yes. survives it because he has yes. ancient blood from the queen of all vampires. So exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and I think the script that you wrote you got all that in there. You got a lot of flashbacks on his early life and how he came to be a vampire and so forth. And uh, yeah, I have high hopes for the whole project. I mean, someday, let's hope. You know, Our fingers we'll are get crossed. This, yeah. We'll get this movie done. I mean, um, I think a lot of people would love to see Lestat come back to the screen. And uh, The stars align. That's how yeah. movies get made. I, one of my favorite stories from this Oscar season was the... Um, the Dallas Buyers Club oh, yeah. story where yeah. 137 times it was turned down and then yes. they made it and yes. there they were, Best Picture nomination and all. Absolutely. Spectacular. Yeah. Spectacular But that's movie. kind of the business. Yes. It's yes. the nature of no and no and no and yes. no and no and then everything all at once. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so, so fingers crossed. Yeah. I, I So I think it looks good. I think, I think maybe we will have some Hollywood news later this year. I certainly hope so. Fingers crossed. And we do have some valiant agents. Who are working on this with us? Right. Yeah, it's not you know? like people don't and want a it to valiant happen. producer yeah. too, who is working on it and and wants very much for it to happen. Some some really brilliant Hollywood people. So yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. We do want to tell people we and we promoted flash giveaways on the Facebook page, and there's so much excitement we got a little overloaded and crazy on our social media channels this evening. So we will be doing them later in the week. 
on the and and do you want to explain how this works? You do well, this on your page all the time. Yeah, do it on the dinner party uh, Facebook we will. page. Yes. Ask a question, and then you can choose a winner, the best answer, or you can let Facebook give you the most likes on the answer. You can do it either which I way. Think is great. So it's not yeah. a yes or no question; it's a subject, no. and then people yeah. in the thread vote on which answer they like. Which the most. answer they like I the love best? The and, and I, I think yeah. if you love the caption, caption contest. I would suggest you do both. You would pick some winners, and then let Facebook pick some of the winners simply right. by tabulating the likes on the answer. And our, our prize and will be... I will be, personalize yes. the book. Copies of hardcovers of The Vampire Lestat, the, you know, his first, his real autobiography, 1984, right. Right. and I'll personalize them for the winners. And let's be clear, yeah. we don't have copies of Prince Lestat no, to give away at this are, time. No, there is no such thing as a copy of Prince Lestat. Uh, and, and it's <laughs> very possible that they will be embargoed until publication day. That well, this... they're talking about that. They want to keep it secret, and um, but Uh-oh, I'm hoping I can get this. some early readers' copies for... Uh, lots of people of the page and pe- dinner party people too, you know. But I have to I have to work with Knopf on that. How many yeah. uh, advanced reader copies they'll print up for me and let me give out to people? But I'd certainly love to love to shoot Greg Wilkie a copy and and Todd Barslow and Samiko Salson and and Georgie Pendragon and mm-hmm. and gosh, I'm I'm going to leave people out. Philip Cohen, so many people. Now we that, know who know, the publisher's going to be hearing from. <laughs> if they won't provide those copies. Yeah. But you know, there's so many. There's so many, and and, and uh, Talitha and. And, and there are just so all many people. Yeah. I don't want to even. I'm scared You've of people. You've set them all out. up for disappointment yeah. by listing <laughs> no. them off. Get, get, brace and, yourselves, and, Talitha. And, and, and Granny Goodwitch. And, Buffy Peterson. Know, yeah. Yeah, no, Buffy Peterson. There are just so many, so many people yeah. that I would love to get those copies to, and I will, but I don't know how long it'll take. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Well, my God, we only have a few minutes. I left. can't believe it. Goodness, I don't how want to quickly leave. that went. Well, there's still caviar, so you can stick around <laughs> for a good. bit. I'm good. Stay and eat caviar. And, and uh, we want to tell people if you only heard part of tonight's show, we're going to be re-airing it continuously for the entire week at thedinnerpartyshow.com. And if you download our free mobile apps, you will also be connected to that same stream. And we will have a free podcast version of it tomorrow. And we are going to work tirelessly to try to get a YouTube clip just of the announcement itself up on our YouTube channel as soon as possible. Pronto. But the big news is the Lestat is back, back, back. (laughs) He's back. Lestat lives. The advanced sales link should be up next um, Next Sunday Sunday. at your favorite, in honor of my birthday, um, at at all your favorite bookseller pages. And we want to hashtag this puppy, hashtag Prince Lestat, because that is the title of the book. And then the book actually comes out next October 28th. And I will be in New Orleans for the Vampire Ball, and you will be with me We will all be at the Vampire Ball. Ball. For the, the Lestat Coronation Ball. Yes, the Lestat Coronation, Coronation Ball. Ball. And listen, guys, if you want to know about the ball, just Google. It'll come up. The, you know, the Vampire it's Lestat p- Fan Club in New Orleans, they have a website. Undead Con is the name Undead of the weekend Con. conference. Right. Undead Con. And, and we'll, I believe that's how you can find it sure. on Google. And we yeah. will post a lot on this page and on my page, my Facebook page, about the ball. I think there are only a thousand people who can get into the ball, so do buy your tickets early. Buy your tickets yeah. early and often. We, we've have had balls where. <laughs> We had five and six thousand people down wow. here, you know. Well, we have new episodes of The Dinner Party Show every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, and we will be back next week with the, say I always say the it wrong. The Dinner Birthday Party Show. The and dinner, then, because it's my birthday and Eric Shaw Quinn's birthday. But it's also a You're the Guest. You're invited to our, celebrate our birthdays mm-hmm. together, and so we need for you to call 323-TDPS-TDPS yeah. and leave your birthday greetings for us to play on next week's show. So we're counting on you now. Don't yeah. be chicken. Something tells me we're going to get a lot of messages asking for a copy of Prince Lestat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not playing those. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, send, we'll forward them. Yeah. 
Well, Mom, thank you for, you know, for fitting us in us. this evening. <laughs> Guys, this has been so much fun. Thank you for oh, making it, really it very special. I really enjoyed being able to Congratulations. Say, We're so it's excited. It's done. It's done. It's excellent, happening. Excellent. And I want to go right home and, and, you know, get into Princeless.2. The next one. Is there a title for Princeless.2 that you yeah, can share? Yeah. Uh, Vicki Vicky Wilson suggested a great title, Blood Paradise. Wow. It's, oh. it, it's a spinoff, some lines from... Um, uh, Wallace Stevens, a poem, a wonderful Excellent. poem, and uh, we may name it Blood Paradise. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, I hate to end this you show. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. It was a dinner party show exclusive. <laughs> our only one. Absolutely. And next week we'll be back to bitching about you know our lives. And, and the getting news older. And getting older. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. So say goodnight, Anne. Good night, guys. <laughs> Party.